TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters, about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman, and producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake. He's back from the cook-off. Jake, what is up? Not too much. It was actually this year was probably one of the most enjoyable cook-offs I've been to, and I've been to a lot in my life. Um, cool. I do want to make a shout-out to the Misbehaving Tent. I thank you, Sharon. <laughs> And Mason, I appreciate your hospitality, letting me and uh, my girlfriend come chill with y'all Thursday and Friday night. We much appreciate it, and I hope y'all won some good barbecue. Misbehaving. I like that name. It's you know, fitting for a cook-off team. It, it, it really was. <laughs> it, it was a great team. Um, it was really touching for me whenever, uh, as a veteran, whenever the National Anthem was played, Usually more tense, play the national anthem right before dinner's going to be served. Right. And when that's going on, people on the outside of the tent will actually stop, take off their hats, and listen to the national anthem, even though they have nothing to do with the tent whatsoever. Right. That's cool. Especially for you, you being a veteran and everything, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yes. Yes. It was. Uh, it was very heartwarming. There's still hope. There is still hope out <laughs> There's there. There's still hope. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it's good All to be right. back. Well, it is. I'm glad to have you back, man. I'm glad you had a good time. Don't do it again. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> All right. All right. Weather-wise, Galveston right now is 61 down there on the island. And it looks like uh, today, sunny skies, high of 69, winds south at 15 to 25. Out like this yesterday, I predicted uh, the forecast. I didn't agree with it. It was boy, what a gorgeous day it was yesterday. And then for tonight, mainly clear, low of 63, wind south 10 to 20. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, high of 71. South southwest winds at 15 to 25. And looking at uh, tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We have four of them. We're on that. Uh, Second full moon of the month. What a bright moon it was. But uh, 
We're sitting on a high right now. It was an 0.9 at the Galveston Channel. The next high is a low at 10.36 a.m. It's a negative 0.1. And then a high at 5.45 p.m., an 0.9, and a low at 10.46 p.m., an 0.5. 6.49 a.m. sunrise, 6.16 p.m. sunset. And our moon is full. Not too bad. Now it's going to lead to a little slower fishing on the backside of this thing later on down the road, but uh, we'll worry about that when it comes. And looking at current conditions right now, the Galveston Channel showing a southwest wind at 5 to 9 down there, 63 degrees with 63-degree water, and it's 65 degrees at Eagle Point with 65-degree water with a southwest wind at 7 to 9, and up at Morgan's Point, 60 degrees with 63-degree water south wind. 5 to 10. Barometric pressure is 30.09 inches and steady at all stations. So there you have it. That water staying above 60. So here we go. Keep it going. All right, let's get to the calls now. Let's uh, let's go over to the Tri-Bay area and check in with a hammer this morning, Captain Glenn Hammond. Glenn, good morning. How are you? Doing just fine, Captain Mickey. How's everything on your end, buddy? Couldn't be better. Nice smooth Life ride in. Yeah. Yeah, such uh, a long drive, Glenn. I mean, <laughs> you ask me that all the time. You know I'm my studio is no longer downtown anymore. It's over here by my house in Baytown. So I don't well, have to that's make that, sweet. Uh, that hardcore drive in the middle of the night through uh all the happenings in H Town during the nighttime hours. Like the old saying, nothing good goes on after midnight. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're you're Unless right, you're buddy. sleeping. That's good. Sleeping's good. That, that's that, that's really good. Now we got five miles an hour, uh, four miles an hour south wind this morning. Really light. I walked out and uh, to make sure it was actually zero miles or zero to five miles an hour. And yeah, it's it's really laid back. Uh, same same was yesterday and the day before. Early in the morning, just slick as glass. Um, I didn't get to do any fishing, but, uh, the, the complex down here looked really, really good. Like you said, one, just a drop dead, gorgeous day, a couple of days of, of sunshine and just, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. I just, just, just wonderful to, to know that summer's right over, right on the edge of it. And, and, uh, it's, it, you can enjoy some of the cool breeze right now and we'll be missing that here in a month or two, but anyway, it just perfect weather, perfect weather. A lot of fishermen came out yesterday. We had boats, we had boats and kayaks and cast netters and crabbers and you name it, buddy. And they were, they were out to get them some yesterday. Uh, I hope everybody did good. I didn't hear any reports, but like I said, our uh, starting Friday, the water on the beach was uh, drop-dead gorgeous about, I'd say, a mile and a half out. But right along the shore, and that's everything from the Brazos River on down to, towards St. Louis, just right on the shore, the immediate beachfront was just brown as could be. And, man, when you come over that the 332 bridge, and look out there, you can see that it just wouldn't mix. It's kind of salt. See that color the, change. Yeah, that distinct line. Oh, man, I'm telling you, buddy. It's uh, it's close to being green to the beach. I mean, that's close as I've seen it. 
And uh, yesterday, with the light winds again, man, our bay was just slick as glass, and the tides were super, super low, drawn way out. I mean, uh, really, really low. Uh, that's the only hassle about fishing this area is trying to find you a boat ramp when the tides are, you know, so early in the morning, it's daylight, and there's no water in the bay. Well, there's uh, several deep access uh, ramps. Uh, one of them's at San Louis, and one of them's at the underneath the, uh, the Surfside Bridge down there. But um, just you know, it depends on where you want to launch, how big your boat is, and uh, how much room you need to turn it around, and everything. I always like I just send most of my friends down to the pass, and especially when it's low tides like this. I mean, it's really tough. If you can make it out the uh, the mouth of the boat ramp there at San Louis, then then you're good. But it kind of gums up and gets all silted in, you know, the way the sand comes through that pass. And and, and the, the boat ramp is just right around the corner. It's the old KOA that's been there for years and years. But they've remodeled it, and Brazoria uh, County Parks has a charge of it. And they really take care of that place, man. Nice facility, nice in, indoor restrooms uh, for the ladies. Um, just, uh, there's a nice big, uh, pavilion that nobody ever uses. It's got about 10 picnic tables underneath it. It's always shaded. It's right there. You can sit and watch, you know, the, the surf waders and all that stuff, uh, right there at the pass. But anyway, I like going down. We, we go down there once or twice a week just to, cause you go, go, you go by Christmas Bay and you get a picture of it and then you get a picture of the Gulf going all the way down there and. Anyway, uh, let's see. Besides uh, everybody coming out at once yesterday, uh, still hadn't had one phone call as far as somebody catching fish. Now, I looked out at the end of the jetties where it was really nice. Right at the end of the jetties on the left on the Gulf side of the jetties, there was probably, mm, I'd say, six to ten boats out there. They were all Mm -hmm. huddled up, so... I don't know, bull reds or or what went on. I think it's a little too early for whiting, and I don't think they'd have been out there for that. I don't know if they were catching trout. Like I said, I'm just not getting any reports. I don't, not too many of my friends are fishing this time of year. They're doing other things. But anyway, uh, they, they were out there, man, having a nice little, uh, like I said, about five to ten boats cornered up right on the end of the jetty so something was going on out there i don't know what runs this time of year in the surf i'm sure it's not uh, jack Crevel um or or spanish mackerel or anything like that make huh? sure it's your basic you know you gaff top and drum sheephead redfish right. you know trout if uh if that's possible i hadn't heard much trout you know on the jetties of course you, you got to fish for them too a lot of those right. boats are right, fishing for the big pool, you know, a drum or a red or what have you. You know, our uh, our new fish limits are fixing a couple of weeks. We'll be fixing a... a well, I, I still hadn't heard a date on it when they're going to enforce that, when it's going to go it into effect. It just said March. It didn't say no date on it. They so didn't. Right. Yeah, and here it is. It's uh, almost March, and I hadn't heard anything. Almost. Well, uh... Kick the can down the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going ahead and getting used. I'm already used to the idea of it. Uh, three fish is fine with me. Uh, Fifteen to twenty inches, if that's what it's going to be, uh, that's, that's they, fine. That's the rumor. <laughs> yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. And that's we'll oblige. We'll we'll do what we have to. But we always do. Limits, those new limits within within the next couple of weeks will be coming in. Uh, also on Monday, uh, they're going to be putting the crab traps back out. That ten day, uh, uh, go collect them and bring them in. All the direct deer lake or tra- traps and and uh, I looked down there yesterday or when I went down by the pass the day before yesterday I didn't see any it looks like whatever traps they, they brought in either they hauled them to the dump or somebody already picked them up <laughs> they're not, they're not they don't sit on that ground too long especially if it's a workable uh, trap that works but anyway no uh, it's all good uh, Captain Mickey the bait camps are holding bait they're getting $24 for a quart of shrimp and actually the shrimp are beautiful they're whites big old hoppers and uh and, and they're mediums, you know. They're mixed in. I did use some uh, bait earlier in the week when I when I when I had a when I had a trip. Uh, we used some live shrimp, and we didn't. We caught we caught one fish on that and four or five on plastic. But nothing was. Yeah. You know, we only had a, a, a trout and a sheephead, and we, we kind of. Yeah, well, I don't know how to say what kind of fish it was. It was pretty slow to me, even though they caught and released a lot of small fish. You know, it's just being out and just just getting out there and doing something different. But um, anyway, we got uh, got some more rain coming uh, this coming weekend. Or, I yeah, mean, it doesn't look weekend. like a lot. It's a thirty forty percent chance. It's not that. Yeah, they're just throwing it in. hundred percent forecast. And about time, about time we get, and then March 10th is right around the corner, two more weeks, and we'll be doing that time change again. Right when you just about get used to, you know, one one time, and here they go, and they're going to. You know, all these politicians promise, oh, we're going to vote that out, or we're just going to leave it alone. And, you know, I guess they got they ba- bigger fish to fry, but it's, right. you know. Just leave well, I it wish alone. it would because it's, it just messes you up. Your your internal clock just can't ever get well. A rhythm. The spring one's the worst one for me because you know you spring mm-hmm. forward and you actually lose hour sleep instead of gaining right. an hour. You know. Well, uh, I'll do. Uh, we'll do whatever. Uh, we just get used to it. Whatever they say, we do. We do. I guess, but. Anyway, I, I could do without that time change too. It seems like you get used to one one rhythm, and then you got to go into another rhythm. But other than that, on this end, Captain Mickey kind of quiet this morning. That's all Very, right. Uh, it, uh, tides are low. Tides are low. Be careful if you're in the area. I'm warning you. The tides are super low, man. And I hit something with my brand new motor the other day in uh-oh. an area that I went. I went a thousand times. Well, get up out of the channel and run through the bay. Well, I got up out of the channel, and right when I started to run through the bay, boom! And I went, oh, man, there went my propeller. And it wasn't, it. you know, the keel sticks down the probably. It's the skeg hit it, and it took a little chunk out of the bottom of that son of a gun, uh, Just too. a little shark bite out of there, no harm, no foul. I know, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to get That's why that skeg's there, just to protect that prop. Yes, Unless sir. Like the old days, we wear them downwards. Just a little nub there, it's sticking down. That props exposed. We've 
I've well, grinded so many skegs down on lower units down to nothing, man. <laughs> I know. I had a few scratches on it, and I didn't, you know, it just, it, your heart sinks, man, when you hit something like that. You've been through an area, so, and this motor does hang down a lower than my 115 did, too. It does, you know, and I've noticed it. Because jack it I kick up. up you got a mud. jack plate? Yeah, it's up all the way. Uh, it doesn't work, but jack plate's all the way up, and they got it bolted at the highest holes that they could. I'm up high as I can go. I just got to trim up a little bit more. But, uh, man, it didn't take a big chunk. You can feel it with your fingers, man. Where, it, it, You know, it, it took a little chunk out. But, uh, nah, it's nothing. Anyway, just, uh, I was It'd sure right. going, oh, my God. Yeah. All anyway, right, that's Hammer. what I'm saying about this area. It's just real low, real low. Roll my number so out and let them see for themselves. Yes, sir. 713-208-0683. Happy fun Sunday to everybody, and I appreciate you calling me, Captain Mickey. Y'all have a great day. All right. Hopomatic season. See you, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> Later. All right. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Warm summer's evening on a train bound for nowhere. Met up with a gambler We were both too tired to sleep So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness Till boredom overtook us Good morning welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show On this Sunday morning Alright, really I couldn't find any results on that Brandon Belt this morning I tried finding it, but... Uh, after the first day, the, the Conroe tournament, and we got our buddies Richard and uh, Tommy fishing in, but uh, we shall see. I'll keep looking, see if they post anything. All right, let's run down to Freeport now. Let's check in with the boys down there. I got, uh, I think we have uh, Monty and Casey and Nalem Naylor this morning. All three of them. Good morning, guys. What's going on, Cap Mickey? How you doing? The three amigos. That's three it. Amigos. What's yeah? That's it. The three Stooges, man. I, I used to watch that every every morning before I went to school. Mo, Larry, and Curly. <laughs> Who who's Curly? <laughs> Monty. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm the ball. Who's the bald headed guy? What was his name? The bald one. Was that bald was Curly. One? That's me. I'm Curly. You're Curly. Yeah. Yeah. I must be Curly. Oh, it keeps getting poked in the eye. Curly was the dumbest of the three, wasn't he? I don't want to be Curly. Well, they, <laughs> none of them were too smart. <laughs> Shimp wasn't the smartest either. Yeah, you had Shimp. He he filled in there for a while, but uh, but uh, Larry was. I always thought Larry was the dumbest to me, really. Oh yeah, he was the the, the one with the most hair, wasn't he? Larry. No, that was that was. Uh, Mo had all the hair with a bowl haircut. <laughs> he was kind of the boss of the three, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he was kind of the leader. We'll just put yeah. it that way. If you call that leading anything, that was not much to lead. <laughs> the, when they cooked that Thanksgiving turkey, pulled it out of the oven, it was absolutely be- beautiful, and he stuck a knife in it to carve it, and it just exploded on the table. That was... Uh, <laughs> a memorable, you know, a memory. Anyway, yeah. man, what's going on in Freeport? Man, you know, I think we're just on, on the back end of this uh, little weather window. It looks like it, out here right now, it's pretty calm and slick. But uh, 
tell you what, looking across the skyline, there's some of those smokestacks going about 90 degrees sideways. So somewhere wind, that means the wind's up high. The cooler water's holding the, the wind up. It was calm yeah. up my way all day yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's supposed to blow today. It was supposed to start blowing all week now after we had that really nice day yesterday. Yeah, and they were calling for it to blow yesterday, forecast, but I didn't see it. I'm... Yeah. It blew in the afternoon a little bit. Uh, did it did working. it pick up down there? I got about a six or eight mile an hour breeze late yesterday afternoon. That was it. Yeah. Otherwise it was a beautiful day. I mean it was a, we were prettiest day out. of the year so far, my books. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. You know. We uh I was out putting in a uh, two inch diesel line yesterday along uh, Casey's uh commercial dock. Hey, that's another thing I'm if you ever need some fuel here in Freeport, Texas, you call us up, 979-417-1013. We'll get you, we'll get you square away. We got uh, diesel and, yeah, we got we got diesel and gas right here on the Old Brazos River. It's Do you? Up. Well, that's good to know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's right down the road from the public boat ramp. So, and, and it's not really advertised. not something that, you know, I, I don't know. It's a private. It's a private fuel club, basically. Yeah, you got to be a got member. You. All right. Yeah. We can hook anybody up with a membership they want. Now, <laughs> if I'm ever over that way and running on fumes, I know who to call. There you go. But uh, anyways, I was putting in that that fuel line yesterday, and, and uh, it was beautiful all day long. Really, that tide was out way out though. Starting off yesterday morning, but uh, it. It came back up, that's for sure. So what you're saying is yesterday you were the most important of the three stooges. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was running around in far clothing. Yeah. You and were so, running around in what? In far clothing, fire retardant clothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I tell you, there's a lot of people that went out fishing, though. There's, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, a lot of folks are telling me they were going out to uh, state water snapper fishing and you know what? I haven't really seen any pictures of anybody kind of text me with the. No, I didn't see many table shots scrolling through everything this morning, clearing the cobwebs out. I didn't. I didn't see any snaps. Man, seen it was some, a real. Seen some pup drum and some sheep, though. A few redfish. Uh, or line them up. Right. Yes, sir. Did uh, Collins' daughter had a couple of nice snappers on Facebook last night? Yeah, yeah. caught in state water down out in my Florida. You know the grouper, the big grouper closures that they have going around now? I mean, they have yeah. every year. Science behind it. It started with the gag grouper because the gag groupers, this is when they spawn right now. And, and right. this is when the end of the year, if you find them on an area or a spot, you, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. So that's that they're trying to eliminate that kind of a catch. Because we found the schools of them before rigs in February and caught them. So what's the science behind it? That was it. Yeah, the spawning aggregate, the aggregation oh, yeah, yeah. of gags. They they don't want you to fish them. It's kind of like the flounder run. They don't want to, you know, somebody to get on them and catch a bunch. So they just close it completely. Well, yeah, right. those. And just to, just to elaborate though on that particular thing. So gags are closed all year long. They normally were closed February, March, April. Now they're all. That's what I'm saying. They used to close it just for a short period this time, and then now they're closed. They're protecting them even more. They're not yeah, letting you catch them at all. To rebuild. A rebuild thing. So the only one they're going to do it to the water. Well, man, and I tell you, boat that brings out a hundred of them. That's yeah. us the other day. Yeah, we 
we were just talking about Don before, before you got uh, on uh, or called us, Mickey. We were uh, that big boat down in Port Randis, you know, that party boat catching a 120 plus Wahoo down there. Goodness. Yeah, man. That's let me lot. tell you, that's a uh, lot. We, we, well, we were talking. We're not. We're, we're trying to figure out how they how they catch them. You know, on a party boat. If you're just sitting still and you got a bunch of, you got a hundred lines in the water and you got a bunch of torpedo wahoos running around. <laughs> man, they must have been so thick, those fish, and they must have been giant school of them or something. That's just crazy. I mean hundred and twenty that's crazy. Hard to catch a hundred and twenty anything. You know, in all <laughs> honesty, you're absolutely right. Those wahoo man, you start whacking them pretty good. They'll they'll go back down, they'll stop eating for a little while, you know what I mean? You'd have to camp on spots in two or three days to get the bike going again, get another 10, get another 20. They show up out there at the fire gardens out here they're breeding. Is that, what, is that what's going on? You know what? <clears throat> for years, for years, I've always, uh, I think it was always thought that they were breeding out there. Or they were at least spawning, which means one releases the egg and the other one, you know, does its thing. And I have yet here of one time whenever they brought them back and had a whole bunch of eggs in them. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, you know, that's a real... I, why, why are they congregating so much? That's a good question. I mean, I, I you know, I don't think I've ever gotten a true answer to that. I, I Maybe don't it's just a big party they're having. Maybe. Maybe. Christmas wintertime party. There. Well, they migrate, too. So, I mean, it's part of a migration now. They may not be they may not be spawning here in Texas, but maybe they're spawning yeah. you know, wherever they land in Mexico somewhere. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, and they're, they're, they're they're congregating on these big reef systems, these big you know big basically high points around these big high points for some reason. And maybe it's some kind of current upwelling. Maybe it's something attracting what they're trying to eat, and they're all getting their I don't know. Something's going on because yeah. uh, it's an interesting phenomenon. Sure is. But, well, I mean, I've been trying to visualize all those lines in the water, and everybody got wahoo on going in different directions. How big, how big a mess could, did that turn into, man? That's a, not even a question. Because if they're trolling four lines up the back and they're catching hundred of them, they're literally hooking up every minute <laughs> with three of them, four of them. Those are true, man. What do you think? Uh, you, got, you got a couple of nulls at the back. I mean, you ain't forcing them in. It's going to be a 10 minute fight, probably each one. Yep. I mean, four lines at the back? That's, man, I tell you, I don't see it. I don't think they control only catch 120 waters. No. I think that's too many. I think you got to be sitting still, maybe man, jigging I used or something. That big year, 60 people at one time, kingfishing. Yeah, I mean, that's you talking to, about that knot. Yeah. That guy's love me. It's a kingfish trip we used to run. Everybody's off on one side of the boat, basically drifting across an area. That's what we used to do. Yeah. Put some chum in the water, drift, put some baits out. Right. There you go. That's your freaking mess. It's a big, <laughs> it looks like a spider web when you look over. All it takes oh, is one God. of them. Hard and it's especially like you got a guy to bounce, he goes left hard, you know. Yeah, wrap you. Everybody's high. Oh, yeah. I mean, what do you what do you do? You know, when you let's just say, like you said, you got a hundred people, you look down, that little spider web turns into one big old knot, you're like, mm-hmm. that's okay. when you're really happy you're the captain and not the deckhand. <laughs> 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 
Oh, man. Yeah, so, you know, Mickey, there's several different ways. I've heard about, you know, uh, for years I was always told that, uh, you know, friends of mine used to go out to the garden and they jig for them. And even at, right at dusk or, or like, they tell me at night, you know, too. I don't know if I completely believe like that. vertical jigging for Vertical jigging. <laughs> vertical jig for, for bonds. <laughs> Which actually makes sense because, I mean, you know, again, whenever you, again, when the bite's real hot, you, you know, they're up on the top, they're eating, and then sometimes they just shut off. Well, you just sitting there making passes, you still see them, you know, on the sonar, and they just don't want to come up to shoot. And if you can get a bait down to them, maybe they'll be a little more enticed to eat it, you know. Yeah. And maybe that's the way they do it down there, you know. Oh, I know most of them, when they're lit up, they're fixing to eat. Yeah. You see them swimming around the boat, and they're lit up, they're, they're fixing yeah. fix to go off. Man. We had we had one last year, Mickey, that we uh, uh, was sitting a circle in the boat, circling the boat. I mean, I swear to you that that sucker had his little his little dorsal fin was sticking up by the water. He was so high up on the water, and uh, and man, we kept chumming, and he would eat all the chum, but put a little hook in that little chum, one having it. She could see it, you know. Until you put the rod down, slip one off over there, in the, you know, in the front somewhere, let it hang out for a minute. She slipped up, finally ate it. Of course, nobody's touching the rod. You look back at <laughs> 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 um, Well, there goes that one, boys. Yeah. Yeah. I've known the freak out for one. Yeah, yeah, mine's one of the only people I know that I know that's actually free gap to Wahoo. I don't know yeah. if you told that story on there before, but he did free gap to Wahoo on it. That was a commercial trip. Yeah. Right? On a commercial trip. Yeah. Free gap to right by the boat. Mm-hmm. I chased you around for about an hour, though, trying to get to eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a big metal hook. Yeah. The other hand, was talking about, don't do that. He ain't never going to come to around another boat. And I slammed him on the deck. He said, you're right. It ain't never going around another boat. <laughs> yeah, I had a buddy free gasoline like that, and uh, it swam off with my gaff. He couldn't hold oh. to it. <laughs> I said, I told you not to do that. I said, now Man. somebody's going to get a giant fish on, and we're going to need that gaff, and we're going to be screwed, you know? Man, absolutely. He I said, you well, what. you ought to carry two. I said, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could lose two of the two gaffs. Yeah, that way you can lose another one. Uh, that's messed up. Uh, yeah. they, I tell you what, there ain't they ain't probably a worse fish to free gaff throwing the boat than a ling, man. That sucker right there, uh, uh, buddy. That's no bueno there. We ain't free gaff a lot of I can't do it. Whenever I, whenever I gaff ling, you know, my customers, I have to throw them in the box immediately. Because if I don't, you're going to kill know. people. Well, they they want to <laughs> jump on it. And they want to take pictures with it. You know, you can't tell them fast. Don't do that. They got about five spikes out the back of the head. Yeah. And they're about to poke you. Oh, no. They want to jump on it. I had a, a friend on the boat one time, a friend of mine, and he was fishing. We had just caught a ling, but we caught him on a, it was toward the end of the day, we caught him on a, a double hook, a stinger hook rig, like mm. a, one you would troll the live bait with. And that, that treble hook was back there flopping around, and he's trying to get the hook out, and the ling is still very much alive. Yeah, and he's been hit with the bat. Stay away from the fish. I'll get the hook out. Just get away from it. And I turned my back, and then I heard a scream, and I looked back, Uh-oh. and I can see that treble hook is right behind his Achilles tendon, Ooh. and it's jerking him around. Oh, my God. Dead leg, yeah. And, and uh. the, right behind 
Achilles tendon, and I'm looking at it, and I, we, I finally, he's screaming, and I'm trying to get something to cut the wire, cut the wire, finally get the wire cut off. And I'm like, you know what? Usually I would try to take the hook out. I'm not trying to take this. Not out of your Achilles tendon. I might rip the whole tendon off. I said, so we're going to, so we went in with it. He was all the way in, 50 miles in, all the way in with that freaking treble hook, big treble hook, number one, uh. back of his Achilles Yep. Yeah. That's why sometimes the captain knows what he's talking about. When he says, get away, I'll yeah. take care of that. Yeah. Luckily, it wasn't a customer. It was just a friend. So he just got made fun of for the rest of his life after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know a guy that got a, a, a king getter or a Russell lure. Same thing. Ooh. They were trolling, had a giant king on it. They flipped it in the boat, and it's jumping around. And that uh, giant treble hook reached over and got him in the calf of the leg and Man, they had full control of him. He was all over that boat with that kingfish till they finally mm. beat its head in with a bat so it quit flopping. Boy, I, it ripped a hole in him. They'd take him in and get it stitched up. It was pretty nasty. Yeah, those are kind of daggers, but they're pretty good, man. Yeah. They're still good. Yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. I tell you, that, that's, I just visualized that. That don't sound fun at all. The old school kingfish throwing lure right there. Like a grown, grown man squeal like a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> Get this thing off of me. It's eating me up, man. <laughs> when y'all, when I, when, so Monty used to troll out the back for uh, Wahoos, right? 24 yeah. hour trips and stuff like that. Yeah. What kind of lures do you use? Uh, they're like a marauder type lure. Yeah, Marauders. Purple and black seems to be a hot. Yeah, that was like orange orange and black. I know whenever people first started catching those Wahoo and having real good luck, they were those old Betomatics. They put their own hooks and stuff on it and they just put a ballyhoo behind it. Oh, that. I mean, that worked good too. Skirted lure with a ballyhoo behind it worked good. Yeah. I mean, you would catch. I think those Marauders and those bigger plugs, you'll catch bigger fish on them on average. Betomatics, they get the heck out of them. Yeah. Know that. You know, a lot of people don't know, I guess, that uh, one of my favorite places to fish at around March time is like the Weather Buoy, um, like yeah. you're talking about Tony's, you know, some yeah. of these other little, like the 150 foot spots, 200 foot spots, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, they do come in. I mean, I'm telling you, I've been around the Weather Buoy one day and it was yeah. lit up. <laughs> yeah, Let me knock those? this break out, guys. It, uh, I'll, I'll come back with you. Hold that thought. I'll be right back to you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble When you're perfect in every way I can't wait to look in the mirror Cause I get better looking each day to know me is to love me. I must be a hell of a Good morning and welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on Sunday morning. It's 442 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go back to Freeport. All right, guys, we're back. Back in action. Back, back in action. So, well, talking about earlier was that uh, before we went on break with that uh, catching Wahoos uh, closer to the shoreline, you know, 150, 200 foot of water. Is not something that's out of the out of his realm. I mean, uh, especially in around March or April, you know, mm-hmm. start hitting. Hard. Yeah, and certainly in the June, absolutely. You know, and I find that you know you tend to catch 
some bigger ones too in that yeah. June, right there at the beginning of the snapper season. Generally speaking, when you catch them in those in our snapper fishing areas, basically they're usually not little. They're usually good size flocks. Even the right. Charlie Hall, a couple of big ones there before. You know, thirty-six miles out of Freeport, one hundred and fifteen for the water. I've got a couple of big wahoo there. Just fishing for kingfish, you know, pop a big wahoo. And it's always, I think, they, they must congregate this time of year, and then they kind of spread out, and then you'll find them on the, you'll find them one or two. You generally won't find a bunch. Sometimes you'll find more than one from these, those, these reef areas that we fish. Like, we'll have one or two, you know, one or two on a spot or whatever, but haven't seen as many of that last couple of years, though. Since this phenomenon started happening, people started really whacking them in the winter, and it has been less and less of them, to me, what I've seen on these in their spots. Still see them occasionally, but not like we used. You know, I mean, speaking of Mickey, the, the uh, you know some of the spots that you, I mean, you would just go to, you know, standard spots. You know, you got your standard issue, one or two little spots that you go to almost every trip or every other trip. Just did not produce the last two or three years in a row. It has been, it's been odd, you know, to say the least. I mean, uh, the red. Down. I mean, oh, don't even go, go to it. That nobody's even stopping at it. I mean, and that's a stop every single day. You've got to hit that place. Oh, yeah. That and Tony's. Yep. You're right. Every morning to the region and the Tony's. I every mean, morning. Yep. Nobody would even stop on it. You know, uh, this, that Tony's spot that we were talking about is actually a spot that, uh, that an old captain of you guys initially found it called the Pizza Rock. How'd that happen? No, he didn't find it. He didn't find it. No. Then how'd it come, how'd it okay. come to be known as okay. Tony's? Okay, so when my dad was running a boat back in the, let's just call it the early, early to mid-70s, I'm, I'm not sure if my dad found the spot or somebody, one of the captains that worked here found it, but it was found right here by these, yeah. by either much of witches, much of witches found it for, they found it before my dad bought the boat. I know that. So my dad used to go there a lot. And he's one of the first people that fished it consistently. Yeah. First of all, it was 50 miles out, which back then was a long run. Those boats were slower. Than yeah. So to get 50 miles, you had to, they left at 3 o'clock in the morning, but the boats only did 14, 16 knots. It took a long time to get out. Yeah. So how did it become Tony? Okay. So I don't remember the guy's last name, but this guy ended up working down there about the time my dad bought the business. He was, his name was Tony, and he wasn't, he wasn't a, a great boat captain, but he could find he could find that spot <laughs> every day. So they started calling it Tony's because Tony went there every day. Tony went there every day, and that's how they got not the best fisherman in the world got to the, the rock man because oh. he was there every day. It's big. It's a big rock. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, and, and you can catch a fish there. I mean, you, you know, <laughs> yeah. Tony's pizza. Tony's pizza. So so it's named Tony's. Yeah. And then Robbie, the man we were just discussing that just recently passed, you know, there's snapper fisherman everywhere on the coast. Anyway, he ran boats for us forever. And he named it the Pizza Rock because Tony's, Tony's Pizza, Pizza Rock. And people didn't know what he was talking about unless you were in the know. If you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else knew. We knew. He knew what he was talking about. That's where Pizza Rock came from. Tony's yeah. Pizza. All right, got it. it. Makes sense, right? You get all that, Mickey. Yeah, that's your story for you. You there know, you go. somebody. I, I was just talking to somebody the other day about uh, uh, 
Freeport fishing. And if, you know, right now today, you go, you go any anybody can go out and buy a little SIM card and put it in their machine and, and pop up 1,500 spots out here at Freeport, Texas. And I guarantee you, at least 50 percent of those are either found by Much Wish and Captain Elliot or has something to do with it. Probably more than that. Oh, I'm okay. like 70 percent. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being like your dad, where where you have the fastest boat in the fleet, you can get out there 60 miles each day. You're hitting virgin ground everywhere you go. Oh you know, no, you're out there. All you have to do is find it. You're good. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, no. <laughs> you know, I, can, I can't even imagine people trying to run low ground. Because I, I I rode with some pretty good captains, and they can't. They, they don't even run down numbers on a GPS. So they use a spot on a map. Yeah, if you you gotta follow the line. You ran really low range, didn't you? Yeah. So did I. Both yeah. of us. The, we were just getting our captains out, and they were still using low range. So we learned how to use the low range. You low range C, which was the best low range. Yeah, yeah. you had to. Use Before it. that, they had low range A. Low range A was one of my bad years. Low range A was. It took tough. a lot more. Yeah, a little tougher to get to find it. Mickey, yeah. do you ever run low range C? Yeah, I had the uh, first unit I had when I used yeah. to go offshore. Oh, that was. Uh, Keep it, keep it in the center of them bars, you know. I ain't getting a little, getting a little west there, son. <laughs> pull, pull her back to, pull her back to the east a little bit. Keep that bar in the middle. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely not. Boy, we've come a long way. Seven yeah. foot, thirteen foot accuracy. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know they used. Talking about finding those spots, they used to keep those buoys on the boat. The yeah. captains, it'd take them a long time to find a spot, so they would have this big buoy with yeah. a bunch throw of weights on buoy line and throw it when they found the spot. That's yeah. they would, there it is over there. Yeah. You know, because it might take them 30 minutes, 40 minutes to find it again. They yeah. Have a buoy. Yeah. It's got to find it every day. Sound like us in the bay with a, uh, a Cajun depth finder back in the day with a cane pole for a punch bowl looking for that shell. When you first get up on it, you'd throw a buoy out. And then you'd work across it and then get to the other side where it dropped off and throw another buoy out, and then you knew where the yeah. reef was in between those two points and just keep exactly. working it. Yeah. Oh, uh, my. There was a guy dropping sash weights down, trying to bring up mud or whatever on that weight, see what the bottom's like. Just you know what the real old-timers did in the bay yeah. back in the day? They'd take, you remember those old window weights, those long cylinder window weights you'd tie to a window? You know, that yeah. would hold them up when you'd raise them. Well, they'd yeah, put a yeah. big old, put it on about a 50-foot piece of rope and drag it behind their boat. And then that rope would stay real smooth and not be jumping around. As soon as they'd hit shell with that window weight, it'd start hopping up and down. They'd go, oh, we just ran over the reef. Let's go back and get yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. Anyway. Free Bible, yeah. you've come across. I mean, electronics has come a long way. Yes. But, you know, the game has oddly, changed. Yeah. Oddly enough, you know, one, still one of the most predominant, like, sonars in, in marlin fishing stuff is that omni sonar, the little omni, the little thing that comes out of the bottom of the boat and twists 300 degrees. To this very day, I mean, that that is a very, very sought-after sonar for, for that. Sure. But, shoot, it's been on y'all's boats, on the party boats, since, yeah. what, like, 80s or yep. 90s, something like that? Yeah. And it's not a new technology. I think they probably, oh, yeah, yeah. dumping, dumping, dumping <laughs> like crazy, yeah. yeah so, well, we found a lot of spots for that. Yeah. We started hitting that, that big, deep big, 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 Oh, yeah, you start turning that door. 
Come hard over there. Uh, <laughs> you know, I listen to these guys. I never did. I, I ran, you know, even in the bars, I remember that particularly. Not exactly. I, I don't recall actually uh, the reason, you know, the grid lines and all that. Talking with you guys, you know, as I'm going out, Monty's over there looking at the numbers. You know, I'm like, Monty, follow the line. Nope, looking at the numbers. You know, that Moran, it, it did have a good, you know, system in terms of you go to this point, you got to go west or east 100 foot or 200 foot or whatever and, and get to your 25 line and turn up your 11 line to find a spot because the 25 numbers are closer together than the 11. Mm -hmm. If you got on your 25 and work onshore to offshore, you've run over it. Maybe. 150 and 330, 160 yeah. and 240. Right, right, 60 and 240. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, is that specific to Freeport lines or is that? Oh, there's anywhere. That's the line. down the, the 11 line during the 25 line. Boy, and, and we're back in the dark ages with this stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it you wasn't know, that long ago. <laughs> that's no, that's what's sick about it. Yeah, well, I tell you, there. I mean, for a good 10-year boost there, I mean, you know, Garmin, GPS, they just went crazy. I mean, oh, it was yeah. uh, it, it, you new one every year. I mean, I'm but telling that, you. Hey, with that Loran and all that y'all are talking about, that's back when captains were captains, buddy. Oh, yeah. like I said, I've run with some captains now. If they don't have the dot, then when they can drive to that dot, they're lost. They're lost. <laughs> you get close enough and they keep trying to drive across that dot. And I'm looking at them numbers and, bro, you're going the wrong way. No, I'm not. <laughs> Spot's over here. I remember well, Larry Morton. It's no different in the bay. I know. It's crazy. One of our old captains, Larry, used to fish. He was fishing in the area and he would. Find, he would find one rock. It was like in West 25s. And he was going out there every day. He was doing real good on snow. And he goes, I'll just get on that rock. And I'll run 240 degrees until I run over another one. I'll stop and fish that one. And then I'll fish that one next day. I'll run 240 degrees more. I'll find another one. And I'll fish. He was just he was just going to one and then going to find another one. Right. He didn't even probably mark it. He just knew how to find it. It was yeah. easy to find it. Because a lot of times you'll, you'll, you'll be on one area, one spot. And you know if you want to run your compass 60 degrees, you know that in a quarter of a mile you're going to run over another one. There's another one 60 degrees run over. Drive that way. Don't even look at your freaking low range or anything. Just look at your compass. Drive, look at your fish finder. You're going to run right over it. Right. That's, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I guess that's what does ultimately make Freeport, uh, you know, a, a really good hub to fish out of, too. Is yeah. that, you know, when you find these rock systems, you know, natural reef out there. Yeah, yeah we, got, we got lucky, man. We got so many much bottom to fish out here. Sure. Catch the endangered red snappers at you know, so many <laughs> places. 30 miles to 80 miles. Yeah. yeah. And then further. I tend to agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, what's the east 21s. There's 9 miles or 10, 11, 12 miles of rocks from the east side to the west. Oh, they're side. giant. I yeah. give you that. That's Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. If you don't like one, just go to the next one. <laughs> you know, but in nowadays, it, it, it's obviously it's tougher, you know. Uh, like we alluded to, that Tony's Rock, that was uh, Tony's and in, in the Ridge have got to be the most two most popular spots that I know in the last 10 years. And there'd be times during the summertime, you'd pull up on Tony's, and there's literally 20 boats on there. Oh, and they're yeah. about 10 foot apart, all yeah. of them stacked up in a big circle and you're yeah. thinking what in the world are you got yeah that's when you hope you was first 
If you leave late, you just hit it in the evening. Yeah. Well, all gone. And be there first or be there last. That's, yeah, right. that's be it. Be there last. That's the way. Oh, yeah, that one guy, though, that comes out in the big old crowd and throws a couple lures out and starts zigzagging through boats. Snagging <laughs> yeah. acres, wrapping yep. up fishing line. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Magoo. That's it. <laughs> Mr. Magoo goes fishing. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, that was that was interesting. That's uh, yeah. that's going back, and you know, just you know, you you got to go back when you started and come to present day to really get the clear picture of how things have changed so drastically, and uh, how fish are targeted now. I mean, that's uh, we wonder. You know, it's amazing we even have any fish anymore. <laughs> Man, and yeah. and. and- that always and that whole that whole speech right there was uh, it always goes back to man we we have definitely got the upper fishermen nowadays. There's more of us for one, and we have such great technology that we're finding fish yes. and making it a whole lot easier. So conservation is a big deal. You know, if we don't all conserve, do our little part a little bit, doesn't have to be a bunch. Do a little bit here and there. We will we'll just never see that again. You know? No. I mean, inshore, offshore, it doesn't matter. Just be conscious of what you're doing. If you're not going to, you know, we don't need to kill pictures, take, kill a bunch of fish and just take pictures, you know. Still fish. Exactly. You know. And, All right, uh, gentlemen. Well, hey, y'all give out some information. Somebody wants to get with y'all and uh, get some blue water stuff going this year. How do they get a hold of you? Yeah, you bet. Give us a call anytime at 979-417-1013 or go to our website at stsladventures.com. Uh, anybody who wants to join the private fuel club, you can call me at 979-373-1390. Go. Uh, the fuel, the fuel thing's actually really neat because we, uh, you can basically fuel up 24-7. It's, uh, it's a, uh, app system. It's an app based with your phone, the pump. Oh, cool. Yeah, you don't even have to have a person there. Yeah. Well, there you go with more technology. I love it. Yes, sir. All right, gentlemen. Y'all have a good Sunday, and I appreciate it. I enjoyed the conversation. Y'all uh, take care. Be safe, boys. Thank y'all. All right, man. All right, it's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 